Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of Putting It Together. My name is Brian O'Sullivan, this is the Creative Conversations podcast. And today it's a, it's a creative conversation just with me, actually, um, for the first time. Because, well, do you know what? It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I've tried to extend the, the intro part and talk to you for a wee bit longer sometimes and get used to it. And um, just technical circumstances being what they are at the moment, um, I managed to break my laptop screen, which is annoying. Um, so I'm, while I'm waiting for that to be replaced, um, I'm borrowing a laptop from my good pal Andy Still, who is a is a saint for bringing it over to me today. Um, and getting I'm, I'm all set up so I'm able now to bring you episodes but it was just a bridge too far to then try and get on online with somebody and do an interview it just all all kind of came to a head too late so I just thought why not just have a wee chat and see how we are and have a wee check-in um I counted and I realized that this is episode 129 I kind of wanted it to be 130 to be like I don't know. It was a milestone, a, not a bare, bare, barely meaningful <laughs> milestone, but for us to, you know, have an excuse to say, let's do something different. But let's say, you know, every one hundred and twenty-nine episodes, we kind of push the boat out. So, in order to try and get a hold of the yawning situation, given that it's late at night for me, I've cracked open a diet coke, um, which is not advisable at this time of night. But I'm trying to think of just quick ways to not to not cut out all my yawns I don't know what it's about um and I've looked online and I've not really found any great information about it anyway look I'm trying my best um it's great to talk to you and I'm I'm happy to be in here in my wee studio um having a chance to just sit down and process you know what's going on a wee bit and what I've been up to um and I hope you're well I hope that you're enjoying whatever parts of this you can uh, for me recently it's been it's been weather that's helped nice weather in Glasgow the last few days and that's made such a big difference to my mood um, and when the weather's nice I can read so I've been reading I've been reading at length I tend to when I'm sitting in the sun I just have a thing where I can I just seem to be able to really focus on a book and other times not so much so I've been reading um and if you're interested, I've been reading um, Emma Jane Unsworth. I read her book Adults, which I thought was amazing. And then that put me on to watching a film of one of her earlier novels, which is called Animals. Great film. Um, it's on Amazon Prime at the moment, Animals. Um, and I find once I get into the flow of reading, you know, that I've, I've finished a book and then I'm, I get and start another one and I get a flow going. And then I can read more. So then I read The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern which is, it's been recommended to me a couple of times over the years and I've never, um, for whatever reason, I've never gone for it, but somebody sent me a copy of it and it's kind of, when when the copy actually arrives at your door that's been sent to you, you know, someone recommends a book so highly that they actually send you a copy. Um, I started reading it right away. I felt, I felt partly an obligation to read it right away, but also an excitement that, you know, if it means that much to somebody, well, okay. So I read it in quite a short space of time and I really enjoyed it. It was a beautiful, very immersive book um, in a different, you know, kind of style in a different world to the types of things I would normally read. So that was nice because it, it's not something that I would pick, but I just went for it. Um, I also really love the writing of Tom Rachman. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, I, I read a book when I was up at Liz Lockhead's Caravan, where I go occasionally, where I would love to go right now. Um, 
she's got book of course you know the the caravan's got stuff lying around and i didn't have a book that i fancied reading or i finished a book found this book by tom rashman called the italian teacher which was just so good um i've never read anything of his since but that was last year anyway i found a book uh last night called the rise and fall of great powers which so far is excellent it's by tom rashman it's hard to explain but it's told in kind of three timelines it's all centered around this young woman uh, some of it's told when she's about nine years old, some when she's about, I think, 18 or 19, and some the present day, which has her in her late 30s, I think. So it's kind of the three timelines, and they're interspersed, and gradually we're piecing together this strange life that she's had. I think that's the best way I can explain it. So I've been... Excuse me. That's okay. That's okay. We're not going to punish ourselves. I'm not even going to cut it. Uh, I've been reading that today, and uh, I've been enjoying it. But then, you know... I don't, I don't think this is even particular to this time, but my mood shifts so quickly. I've probably mentioned it before. Reading away today, quite happy, in the sun. And then, sort of mid-afternoon, I just go, I can't I can't be bothered sitting in the sun anymore. It's one of my favourite things. Can't be bothered with a book, and I just get into bed, and I'm done with the day. You know, and it just happens dead quickly. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not bewildered by it, because it's been going on for years, but I just kind of... It's interesting and such a shift so quickly. And then sometimes when I wake up, you know, if I if I have a little sleep, sometimes I wake up and I think, right, okay, and it's kind of a reset. But actually, I woke up kind of in a huff. So so then for the the early evening, I was just kind of whoa, clattered about the place. And and then any small thing that goes wrong, that's it's just like oh, I stub my toe, and then I'm crazy. So the early evening, not so good. But late evening now, I've had a little break from everything. Um, talk to some pals on Zoom and, and I'm back and I'm here and I feel a bit more settled and, and I've been playing music uh, not a great deal because the, the collarbone's still a bit dodge um, so I can't play the accordion for more than maybe 10-15 minutes the piano I can play a bit I've had the piano moved into different parts of the house to try and record videos because this is what happens now we're all doing these videos where we're playing music with each other but you know remotely um, and I, my house is it's quite there's a lot of space in it but it's split into lots of rooms so that in a way it's hard to get uh, get the camera far enough away from the piano that you can get a good shot so the only way i found to do it is actually to move the whole piano and the whole kit into the living room which is a bit inconvenient and right in front of the fire and everything but anyways um that's my piano playing and what i'd like to do really is, is bring it back into the studio and, and get things set up of course now the laptops on the blink ah blah 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 moan first world problems but yes, I have been playing a bit of music and I've been appreciating a lot of music that people put online, the collaborations that people are doing and, and the little live streams and concerts and stuff. Just amazing. Um, and film as well. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not great for sitting through a whole film. If You know, if I'm on my own, I will start a film with great intentions and very, very seldom would I finish it. Certainly not in one sitting, sometimes in two, but very seldom would I actually play it straight through and watch it to the end. It'd have to be really remarkable. But with sort of agreeing to watch a film at the same time as people um, and then you know we press play at the same time it does give my chances of completing the film a real rocket so I've been watching a film most nights um, and sometimes things that I wouldn't be watching and you know mixing it up a bit and I'm quite proud of that so uh, what else have I been doing? Oh, do you know what? This is the thing. Everyone's asking what you're up to. <laughs> I've got nothing to tell them because I'm not really up to anything. But nobody is, you know. So whilst I keep in touch with people a lot, a lot of the things that you say, 
Um, what are you up to? What have you been up to? What are you having for your dinner? What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> They're just like the most repetitive questions and we're all kind of sick of asking them and perhaps answering them as well. Um, of course, the other thing we talk about is what are we going to do next? Like when when is our business going to return to its to its normality if there is such a thing? And um, that's something that nobody knows. There was a time when I thought, you know, surely by we'll have the fringe we'll be by summer we'll be we'll be going and then that's now been cancelled um so then the next big marker i suppose is panto so the question is are we going to be back and those of us who are doing panto doing doing it or or are panto's going to go too i don't know i had a couple of bookings for autumn and i suspect they might not happen i don't know um so we have those markers through the you know of the seasons that we look at we look to uh, the fringe being one, of course, and then panto, and who knows? I don't know. I mean, it seems like there could be big changes afoot. Like our our actual way of doing our work could change, even when things are quote unquote back to normal. But I mean, it also feels like our business is probably one of the last to return to any sense of normality because it's it involves crowds of people gathering a lot of the time. Um, so it feels like you know theatres and venues and stuff are just not going to be anywhere near the front of the queue when it comes to getting back to normal um i I don't know i can't make any predictions i'm not uh, you know that's not my position i'm just what i'm really doing is just asking questions and going hmm and having a wee think um but you know also if you if you want to get involved in answering those questions or if you know something or you want to tell me something or you want to chat then uh, do that as well you can email me brian at puttingittogethercast.com uh, and of course, you can follow me on social media, uh, Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, you just look for Putting It Together. We have a page on there as well. So yes, um, give us a wee follow. This is my first solo episode. I know you know that, but I'm just I'm just remarking on it and keep myself cool. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, trying to keep my, keep my head in the game here and not yawn terribly. The studio is such a mess, by the way. Absolute riot. Um... I put a load of foam everywhere. I've got all this foam that I've never properly put up and I just put it all around the place. So I was doing a voiceover recently and I thought I'll try and, you know, get the best conditions I can. And actually it's just, I've never really put it away and the studio itself has become a bit of a dumping ground for equipment and instruments of all kinds. Because um, I'm not using it that often, it's kind of like, well, it'd be nice to have the rest of the house tidier. I think normally my bedroom is the dumping ground. You know, because I have people coming into the studio all the time to do podcasts, so I can't. I need to try and keep it some sort of version of tidy. So the bedroom becomes this kind of this catch-all space for everything, all the rubbish, um, and it's switched over to in here now, which does make the sound better. The more stuff that's in here, the better the sound is. But uh, you know, at some point, it'd be good to ideally to have less stuff because if I had to have a room that has to be a dumping ground, that probably means I've got too much stuff. Um, but it's a small problem to have to worry about. I did a play reading over Zoom. Everyone's into Zoom now, you know. Um, so we can do our, we can have meetings and we can do readings of plays and development. I suppose we can do over Zoom. So I've done that for a, a small play, and um, where I got to play a, a New York songwriter in the nineteen forties, which was joy. I mean, an ideal part for me. Love that stuff. So that was cool, um, and I think we're gonna have another go at it pretty soon, and it may well have a life. So. You know, it's not that nothing's happening. Things are bubbling, but uh, you know, on a bigger scale, things are so uncertain, and no one's got any timeline. You know, like we do things or we think about things, and that's fine, but we can't actually. 
we can't really agree on anything or book anything because we don't know when or where we might be able to to do those things um and then the other question is when when things come back are, are we going to pick up where we left off or I, I suppose a lot of those people who who were contracted to do things have been paid so does that mean they're they're done or does that mean they're going to do them or I, I don't know i don't know so many questions um but in the meantime i suppose it's about also keeping the old head busy and keeping the you know doing something and uh, you want to feel useful as well so i've been trying to do a little bit of volunteering and that's that seems to be kind of oversubscribed as well um i'm doing what i can and i've met some nice people and you know put my hand in and tried to help a wee bit now my pal hannah jarrett scott who was on the show quite recently um has put me in a in the loop about med supply drive scotland it's a charity that she's working with to help um get ppe to the medical uh, staff that need it so it's it's charitable donations of personal protective equipment and there's a load of information about that she sent me um, a video explaining it and how you can get involved and, uh, and links and stuff like that so i'm going to put that on the twitter page which again is pit cc pod and do look out for hannah jarrett scott she's on there as well very actively med supply drive scotland is worth looking out for and you can get involved in as many ways that you can so yes people are doing things uh, I'm hoping to be going back work for the NHS for uh, about 16 hours a week, waiting to hear from them about a start date and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, it takes you back to basics, doesn't it? Just what is really important. What do you have to do on a daily basis? You have to make sure you eat, get some, some fresh air and some exercise, drink some water, you know. He says as he slips his Diet Coke. That reminds me, we're going to have another drink of it so that the yawn doesn't come back, you know. Aye. Oh, it does help. Aye, aye. So what else? I mean, are we, I suppose in a way we're settling into a routine, aren't we, of, of the routine of nothing or, you know, the very bare bones routine of life. Um, I am a wee bit. I wonder if the, the pressure to produce all this massive amounts of content and, you know, write a novel and learn three languages, I wonder if that started to fade a wee bit for some people. Um for me, it has. I think I've accepted that I'm not going to do, you know, it's unlikely that I'm going to do all these hundreds of things. And I wonder, did all the super productive people start out all super productive and then have they crashed or have they stopped or have they kept going? I don't know. And then what? there's people that were already quite good at this lifestyle, staying at home, not doing much. You know, I say good at as if it's a skill. Maybe it is now. Um, you know, there were people that, that have done a lot of that before and are fine with it. And maybe this is their time to thrive, you know. Um, and it's a question I'm asking of actors on on this show all the time. What do you do? What you know? How do you cope when you're not actively working? Ask it a lot. What What do you do to keep yourself going? How do you keep your mind active? How do you deal with all that stuff? Um, and I suppose however however that question was answered by each individual might give us an indication of how that individual is coping right now. Um, you know, so those people that say in between jobs. I'm okay. I, I get stuff done around the house, and I really like to. I, I relish that time, and then they're probably doing okay. Uh, and the people that feel that they're not any, they're not anybody when they're not working. Uh, they really struggle, or they're prey to depression or things like that in those times. Those are probably the people that are struggling now. I, you know, I wonder. Um, for me, you know, I was talking about the mood swings, and it doesn't seem very much. It's it doesn't seem very much related to the current climate to me and maybe that's short-sighted of me but i get like that anyway and 
the only difference would be that I would be seeing other people a bit more. Um, but if I'm not feeling great, that's sometimes that doesn't help anyway, and I would I would avoid that. So I don't know. It's this is not a big uh, moan or a cry for help or anything. Like I'm absolutely fine. Um, this is a wee kind of sulk tonight. That's all. But it's interesting to note that I don't I don't feel that my mental health is really that different in the midst of all this than it would be on any other given day. Just same kind of thing for me. And and yet for other people it seems like this is really challenging. Um, the structures they've got, the internal structures they've got in place, this is unprecedented for people. Is that unprecedented? Unprecedented? It's unprecedented, isn't it? Is that American? Oh, no, have I said that? Have I got that off the telly? Ah, oh, Anyway, listen to a lot of podcasts. I like many people listening to a lot of podcasts, but nothing, nothing that would have a, a narrative or certainly nothing that would improve my intellect in any way. Just mostly American comedians slagging each other off, as I've told you before. That's the kind of thing I like. Keeps me going as I'm walking through the park with wee Millie, who is so keen to get out for a walk, and then five, ten minutes later, so keen to get back to the house. <laughs> she doesn't know what she wants. She'll go for a wee, a wee run about the park, and then she'll sleep for four hours. I think she's got the right idea, don't you? Um, so yeah, I, I've got days of the week that I look forward to because certain podcasts come out, um, and again, they're not, they're not uh, highfalutin or intellectual in any way they're just a laugh and they just just lift the spirits just with the the daftness you know or as i say a bit of crack you know it's good to have a bit of crack with people that's what keeps me going i think if i didn't have just having a laugh with people ringing people up and you know having a joke and stuff like that i don't know what to do without that so i the podcasts are good too um but i tell you what i i find it quite hard to imagine the world being any different to how it is now. That might seem strange, but I, I've become so used to the the current uh, climate that, and because it's what we're in right now, I can't even just picturing the idea that we'd be back wandering about in town and you know going in and out of coffee places and if you meet somebody, you know, hugging them and stuff like that. Uh, the, the, the current climate seems the new normal to me and I've become used to it already. Um... So I don't fantasise a great deal about oh, being back to normal because I find it dead hard to even imagine it. I don't know if that if that rings true with anybody. I mean, one of the things about me is I'm not I'm not great with visual stuff, so I can't really describe visual imagery, and and I'm, I I find it difficult to picture things. Um, so yeah, like it, if I'm sitting outside today, for example, and it feels hot in the sun, I would struggled to get my head to a place where I could really properly imagine that it could be cold out there at any other time. So if I try and think about what it's like when it's winter, my head, there's a part of my head that will go, okay, but you could still sit outside and read your book. Wouldn't that be nice? And of course that's not true. Not that you technically couldn't, but you know, um, I find it hard to imagine other circumstances. It's a strange wee tick. Or maybe it's not strange, I don't know, but I've never heard anyone else talk about it before. So, I guess the people that are sort of fantasising about, oh, it won't be great to be X, Y, Z, I'm like, yeah, I suppose it would, but I find it hard to imagine. I've become just used to this. This just is. Maybe maybe that's a good trait as a sort of a strange acceptance of, of whatever it is that gets thrown up, you know, in the present moment, which is what I'm working on. It's what I'm trying to be like, is whatever situation or sensations come up, you just go, oh, okay, um... And I don't mean that you accept the unacceptable um, 
or you just you just become a doormat. But what I mean is, if if something is really actually happening, then you you have a level of acceptance over it. And then if there's action to be taken, you can take action, right action. You know, um, maybe that's it. Maybe it's coming to fruition, and that's that's my way of processing the world now. Um, but yeah, it's hard to imagine different things. I don't know. I'm going mad on the cream eggs, of course, as you may know. Um, to the point now where my neighbour gets um, online shopping delivered, and uh, she asked me, "Is there anything I want thrown into the order?" And this week it's uh, twenty cream eggs. Not every week, of course, but they've they're not there's not that many around the shops anymore because after Easter I think they phase them out. So there's a delivery coming. We're going to be in trouble. But this constant thinking about what are we going to eat and what's what's for dinner and what's for lunch. I mean, I suppose again that's probably quite normal for a lot of people who eat three meals a day at home, um, or prepare their meals and bring them to work and stuff. But that's just not the way I've ever been. I've always kind of mix it up and just go oh do I fancy and you know it gets to five o'clock I'll, that's when I'll think I wonder what about dinner and that is actually too late if you're gonna cook <laughs> that's too late because then you start thinking then you start prepping and you know whereas I'll just go mm, what I fancy and then I'll jump out and buy something or you know what I mean um, it's all a bit last minute and the same you know if I'm working rehearsal or something it gets to one o'clock and I go hmm lunch and that's when I start thinking about it couldn't think about it in the morning eight o'clock I'm barely even functioning to think, what am I going to bang and making a sandwich and all that, don't bother. So this is weird, because it's like, it seems like every time you turn around, it's like, oh, another, we have to think of another meal now. Um, so to solace that, tonight I ordered a pizza. Um, and I'm proud of myself because I didn't eat too much of it. That's one of the things I sometimes do, is just because it tastes so good, I'll have, the, I'll have one more slice than I really need. Um, and then I just think, oh, I wish I hadn't. So there's a good bit of it left, um, and I quite enjoyed it, but I don't feel horrid after it. So that's quite good. Quite proud of that. Um, yeah, what else did I want to? I wrote actually. I wrote a few things down that I wanted to bring up. Oh <laughs> yeah, I wrote this thing about this. This I've always had this actually, fantasizing about reading big important books. Like I would think about that more than I would ever. The time spent thinking about that is way more than the time spent actually doing it. Um, so I've had this idea in my head for, oh, I couldn't tell you, years about reading Wolf Hall. The idea of me reading Wolf Hall is a very, it's become a very important idea to me. Never read it, barely tried. Um, I've got the, the sample of it sitting on my Kindle, it's been winking at me. That and David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest, sitting there, thinking about it, the idea of me reading it, the idea, now, even more important than me reading it, me having read it. Do you ever think of that? Just, wouldn't it be great to have have read that? <laughs> and, then, and then when someone says, you know, infinite jest, you go, yeah, yeah, I read that. <laughs> it's just ego, isn't it? But, you know, I, what I'd love more than anything is to read it and really enjoy it. Like, I'd love that. I'd hate to read it and go, oh, God, it's dreary. You know, because then I would feel unworthy. Like, I don't get it. That's the thing. That's the, that's the fear, isn't it, that you won't get it. Um, but all these big books, I don't know what this thing is about. Yeah, I, th I definitely spend more time thinking about the idea of it than actually doing it. I do like long books, though. I've, I've probably said before. You know, just the idea that it's... I'm, when I sit down to read a bit, there's no feeling in my mind that, that I possibly might finish it today. And I find that strangely comforting because I don't think... Right, if I read a bit quicker or spend another 15 minutes, I'll get this done today. If it's a big book, I'm just like, 
this is going to take a while, so I'll just read a bit. And that makes me more um, sort of present with it, you know, in a way. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I've got, I have read a lot, but I've still not read Will Fall or uh, Infinite Jest. <laughs> I've got, I'm surrounded by books. I think I've bought more books. I wonder what the ratio is of books that I've bought to books that I've started or to books that I've completed. It must be 10 to 1, if not more. You know, for every 10 books I've bought, I've probably finished one. Um, so I'm surrounded by books and my Kindle is, is packed with books and particularly samples because I'll download the sample of a book and I'll say, maybe that, maybe that, maybe that. You know, it's like book shopping, just picking little samples off the off the shelf and sometimes not even reading the samples, you know. But, you know, it's not like I'm not reading. It's, uh, that's That feels much worse when I'm having those thoughts and I'm not even reading anything. I'm just <laughs> imagining what it would be like to, to have read things. I am reading something. Um... Uh, but I'm still fantasizing about reading other things. What a strange thing! There must be a word for that. Do you ever find that you you find that there's a word in another language that means some massive description? It takes three sentences to explain what it means in English. There's probably a word in some other language for fantasizing about reading books you've never read or something. I'd love if that was a word. Hey, uh, there you go. See, this is what happens when I don't have a guest. Just chat away. I got this new hoodie and. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It 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 zips up the sides, or it zips down the sides. So the zips end at the waist, the waistband at either side, like at your hip, and you can zip it up to almost under your armpit. It's weird, but I like it. I'm mad on hoodies at the moment. I just wear. I mean, I've never worn sportswear so much. My ratio of sportswear to sports played is even worse. Even more extreme than my ratio of books bought to books read. <laughs> I've got so many pairs of joggies and hoodies, and I do zero sports. Um, I'm wearing sandals every day now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you right now. I'm wearing my sandals, but my feet were cold. So guess what I've added? That's right, socks, and I'm okay with it. Got the Birkenstocks. They've finally broken in. I bought them before I went to Thailand last year. Last year, yeah. And I thought it'd be great, well, that'd be nice, Birkenstocks. And then I got them, and then I was trying to break them in, and I realised this is a bigger job than, yeah, two days before a big trip. So I was actually breaking them in the whole time I was in Thailand, which was tough going, you know, like on foot everywhere, going round markets and temples and everything, and still basically breaking in these brand new shoes. Ah! But in the last week or so since I've been wearing them, They've sort of, I feel like I've finished the breaking in process and they're actually comfortable, which is a joy. So they've taken over the slippers now with the socks on. It's it's a strong look, I'll tell you what. And I wear bright socks. So just you can just imagine me now in the joggies, the various joggies, the socks that don't match, the, the Birkenstocks, and then just probably the same hoodie for days. Although this hoodie I'm wearing is the new one. So it'll be worn for days now because I only just got it yesterday. Uh, and I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have bought a new hoodie if I'd known my laptop was going to go in the blink, because that's going to cost a small fortune to fix. So yes, but in the meantime, thank goodness for Andrew still and who brought me this other one. So I can still talk to you. I can still talk to you, and and I will get guests. Um, there's nothing to stop me doing that. It's just the, the time just kind of ran out today, trying to get the just the basics set up. So yeah. Look forward to having more guests on and, you know, ideally doing more voice work as well because I'm pretty well set up in here and, and I really enjoyed, I did a voiceover recently and I just found like it, it just comes 
quite naturally and everything's here and I feel comfortable here and in a way it was probably better than going to a studio to do it because I didn't feel there was nobody down the line I was actually just doing takes and sending them off um, which is, is probably not the most efficient way to do it. I need to set up a source connect to one of these things. You'll some of you will know way more about this than me. But I, um, it was it did have a kind of a, a, a pressure free feeling to it. I just said at one o'clock I'm going to start. Spoke to the director on the phone. I just did a few takes, sent them down. Then we talked on the phone again. So when I was doing the takes, I was just taking my time and I was listening. I was thinking, and yeah, I haven't heard the end result yet. But um, yeah, it's cool. Because I've been thinking about voiceovers, I, every time I hear a voiceover on any, you know, on a TV ad or anything, especially Scottish government or something, I'm always listening. Who voices that? Who voices that? Could I do that? I could probably do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happens though. You get obsessed with something. You get, well, I do get an idea in my head. Right, that's what I think about now. You know, because um, I was thinking, you know, if I did, I could do voiceover work, and then I would, I'd be grand, wouldn't I? I'd never have to leave the house. That's probably not a good situation to put yourself in. But you know what I mean. I think we're fortunate, you know, that we can diversify ourselves. There's many people just coming up with such clever ways to keep going. And someone once said, I can't remember who, I feel like it might have been Simon Callow in one of his books. You know I love Simon Callow. Or an article that he wrote maybe. The the arts is, is a section of culture, or Arts and culture is, is something that's always been in decline. Maybe it's the theatre. The theatre's always been on its last legs. It's always been struggling for funding. And yet it always keeps going. It's been going on for centuries. Um, and it's true. Like Ever ever since I can remember, it's always been, oh, we, need, we don't have enough and this isn't working and now we've got, we've got new constraints that we have to work with and stuff. And we always seem to do something. I'm not saying it's ideal, um, or that, that we should accept, again, accept the unacceptable, no. But um, we do have a way of, of keeping going and diversifying and finding a way to just do things. And the way that we've just sort of found um, new ways of working is really exciting. Um, and some of it, I think, is is putting some legwork in before the industry and the the payment and everything catches up with us. And that's very difficult really difficult for some people who rely solely on that for a, their income um, and that's no no joke but in the meantime watching people kind of think outside the box to use a phrase I can't really stick um, to, you know to find ways of creating and, and getting their ideas out there you know and, and, and working with people they would never normally work with and on, on, on media they would never normally work on it's dead exciting and it just reminds me that we we do have a way of just being resilient. I think as a as an industry, um, as a community, you know, an artistic community, we go okay. So this is this is what's happening now. Okay, well, let's let's figure out a way to work around that or through that. Um, I mean, for me, there was I, there was never really any doubt in my mind that the podcast would keep going. Um, I just always assumed it would, but then that's hmm. I wonder if that's something to do with it for, for me. My way of doing things has always been um, an assumption that, just a healthy assumption that I will do stuff and that that'll be okay. Um, it's not like a fake it till you make it or a positive affirmations thing. It's just a kind of a deep, um, healthy knowing that that I'm going to be okay and that things will 
work themselves out f- in their best way and you know th- things have a way of working themselves out and it's seldom what you expected and it's not even always what you wanted um but it somehow just works it's interesting um and i suppose you know you have to be willing to have a lot of acceptance because the way things seem to be working out right now is i may not do much more artistic work this year even who knows many people may not um going to go back and work for the nhs i'll still do the podcast hopefully you know if, if you know barring any unforeseen circumstances as they used to say in seinfeld um and i don't have that that terror that i would think i would have like oh no if i can't work in the arts i can't live because these circumstances make you they force you to simplify you know your your day-to-day life and actually you go okay well what what needs to be done what's the next right thing things are presented and then you you just proceed one foot in front of the other um you know when you break it down to -to day-to-day level it's it becomes less existential and more just like practical and logical what do i need to do today what you know what are my options because we always have a choice in one way or another i think um I'm not sure. I hope that makes some sense. What I'm really saying is I'm grateful um, because I'm surviving and um, I'm grateful that I know so many great people and that they're surviving too in their own ways. Um, And it makes you realise what's important, doesn't it? It's great to be able to sit here and just talk this stuff and and I have to try and not forget that that you're listening to it because it's easy for me to I know I'm not talking to myself, but sometimes it's like talking into a void. And actually, um, I know that's not the case. So I have to try and imagine you, whoever you are, walking along, doing your thing, whatever you're doing, and listen to this and hoping that you're kind of maybe nodding your head and smiling or you, you identify with some of it and it makes sense to you um, or that it, it makes you think a tiny bit differently or, you know, or that it moves you to want to speak to me, even to challenge something and go, wait a minute, I want to talk about that. Um, Remember, you can do that. I'd love to talk to you. Um, so email me, brian at puttingittogethercast.com or you can just tweet me. Um, we're pitccpod on Twitter. If you haven't already followed us, please do. Give us a wee retweet when this episode comes out. We'd be much appreciated. Because um, now more than ever, it would be great to get as many people as possible listening to the show. So yeah. I suppose while I'm on that, I'll appeal to you. Especially if you're one of these people who whose income isn't isn't majorly affected by what's going on or... Um, who's in a financially comfortable position, would you consider going to the show's homepage, puttingittogethercast.com, looking for the yellow donate button, clicking it and finding your way to PayPal and making a donation to the show? Would you think about that? Give that some thought for me. Um, Bearing in mind that some of the equipment has just died um, and that the show isn't funded. Um, The episodes for NTS are sponsored um, and they are going to be coming back to you very soon. Um, but the other episodes are completely unfunded. So bear that in mind and maybe think about it. Puttingittogethercast.com. Click the yellow donate button. Follow the instructions and you're in PayPal. Some people make one-off donations um, when they feel the urge, which is beautiful. Some people make regular donations, which is also brilliant. Um, you know, a few quid a month or something like that. As if it's, you know, as if you think of yourself buying me a wee coffee whenever you see me. If you think you could afford to do that and you think that would be something that you would like to do, then that's how to do it. Just go to the show's website, puttingittogethercast.com. It's all there for you. Just look for the yellow donate button. 
So yes, that would be much appreciated. And thanks to those people who've done that recently. Um, it certainly doesn't go unnoticed. I don't get to all of you personally. Um, I try to. Um, but I really, really appreciate that. Um, and it's just, it's a funny wee thing. It's it f- obviously financially that is the main, that's the main reason for it, but it has another effect and it is something flashes up on my, my device, you know, I get an email and something comes up on the PayPal thing and it says such and such has sent you a donation or has made a transfer. I can't remember the wording, but it it's a sense of, you, you get a real tangible sense of someone appreciating your work. Um, and I know that many people do, and there's no, I'm absolutely not saying that you have to make that financial contribution to show your appreciation. It's the same, actually, when someone tweets. I get a little message, thanks very much for retweeting us, or thanks very much for mentioning us on the show, and that has the exact same impact, that feeling of, oh, there's somebody out there listening, that's cool. It's just nice, you know. Because like I say, sometimes it's it's easy to forget. Um, you feel as if you're just chanting away into the darkness. But yeah. It's cool. Thank you very much for listening to me. Um, and thanks for keeping listening. This is episode 129. Um, and I was really pleased last week to be able to bring you Stephen Tomkinson, someone of you know great success who took the time out, not knowing who I was or anything about the show, just to chat to me um, in a really down-to-earth way. And I really appreciated it. And for all the people, especially the, the, the working actors who are you know hustling, um, who take the time out to come and talk to me about their ups and downs, um, you know, because that helps other people. It helps other people. If we can identify with each other and go, oh, yeah, it's not just me, you know. I struggle with that too, or, or I've, I feel those feelings too. That's amazing. That's why this is important to me. So I want to thank everybody that's that's been on the show. And if you're new to the show or relatively new to the show, remember, if this is 129, that means there's 128 other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. They're all free. They're all available right now. They don't come in any particular order, so you can just jump in and grab them. Maybe a name that you you know that you know that you would like to hear something from, or maybe just grab them at random. I know Angie Darcy's listening, and she's been she went back to the beginning, recently discovered the show, and went back to episode one, and is working her way through. So she's got a long, hopefully joyful journey ahead of her. Um, and the same goes to you. So I think that's enough for me. That's quite enough chat. But I really appreciate you listening, and I must say, this has been a joy for me. I hope it's um, had some positive impact, and I hope you stay well and safe and stay indoors if you can. Um, Yeah, be safe and, and stay well. I said those things, but it's worth repeating. Breathe deeply and drink a bit of water. Oh, I can go and have a Diet Coke. Cheerio now.